Welcome to Carpe Dime, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Jamie Davidson. And I'm Dusty Simmons with Financial Center First Credit Union. Thanks for spending your free time listening to us talk about how life and family affects us achieving our financial goals. Right. Today we're going to talk about college students and money, right, Dusty? College. It's a good time. It's a good time, yeah. (laughs) Some of us have a little too much fun, right? Uh, You know, it's a a bit of a culture shock for many reasons, right? I don't know if you... I'm from a small town, went to a big school, so yes, total culture shock. You went to Muncie, Indiana? I would call that a big town. (laughs) Wow, you really (laughs) grew up in a small town. I did, you're right. Yeah, I grew up in in the, the big city, so... Um, you know, you're thrown into this new world, though. You have these new expectations, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you. I was the first in my family to go to college. So you get there and it's just all of a sudden you have you can do anything you want, be, be anybody you want. and Total freedom. Yeah. And sometimes that freedom comes down to, wow, I can do what I want when I want. And next thing you know, you're broke, right? Yes. So learning how to manage your free time as well as your finances can be kind of daunting. So today we're going to talk about how a college student should plan to spend their money. Or save their money. Or just at least have a plan. Uh, yeah. Have a plan. <laughs> have a plan. That's right. So, Jamie, you and I both went to Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana. So, chirp, chirp. Go um, Cardinals. Go Cardinals. Our Arizona Bowl. First win ever. What a great year. First bowl win ever. Yes. I think it's a the good first... start to 2021. Yeah. So, go, go Cardinals. Um, so... so you know, I mean, it's been a few years since either of us has been at school, but, you know, talk about what managing your money was like way no, back wait a when. Minute. We were I at mean, the university a couple of weeks ago. What do you mean we haven't been back? We haven't been in school. Oh, you mean actually I, in school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have not been in. Yep. Not had the college lifestyle in a long time. Um, but, you know, for all of us, it's a learning curve all of a sudden, you know, because we, we go from our parents' house to where they dictate what we spend our money on to all of a sudden we can spend what we want. And I know there's some of us out there did a great job budgeting our money and some of us not so good. Just budgeting. crazy. Or ran out of money within three weeks of getting to college. I so, did. I did. I had people in my dorm that were out of money within two weeks. Yeah. yeah. And um, so that's what we really want to talk about today. How to make right. sure you get on the side where you're not running out of money too quickly and you start creating these good um Long-term habits. Yeah, long-term habits, you know, you know, because you can have a good habit or a bad habit, but we want to have good habits when it comes to spending our money. Okay. So we always start out our podcast with some facts. Yep, and we've got some facts, queen. great ones um, related to students and their money. So we're going to start out. According to Lexington Law, 44% of students in college worked every year they were in school. And this was recorded in 2018, but I don't fit into that court category. I worked, I worked like... Two years. Really? Yeah, because I think my parents wanted to make sure that, you know, freshman, sophomore, I was established. I was going to get good grades. I had it all down. So I was really lucky in that way. But 44% work every year. I was one of those 44%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your daughters, too. My daughters as well. Uh, yeah. And we, and we talked about this when we were talking about planning for this podcast. It came up to about almost 50%. 50% pay for everything themselves. And then the other 50% have help from their parents and have to do a little bit on their own. So it's really a 50-50 thing. So if you're, whichever side you're on, Mm -hmm. things are going to, you know, what we say today are going to fit there. But yeah, I I worked, uh, gosh, by my senior year, I was working three jobs, I think. Wow. I don't know how you had time for school. (laughs) Well, I did. I got got better the longer (laughs) I went. Time management comes with money management as well, right? Yes. Okay, so here's another really good one. So according to HSBC Bank, college students spend an average of $4,097 a year eating out or ordering takeout while they're at school. 
That's that was staggering to me, but I, I guess it's only five hundred dollars a month when you look at it. You're at school for ten months. It's a lot of pizza, though. It's a lot of pizza. <laughs> I don't think I think nowadays they have a little bit more option than just pizza. Like when we went to school, it was like that's all you had. Right now they've got DoorDash that'll basically Ooh, deliver them anything. Right, DoorDash. Send me a little something on the side there. I'll take a free delivery today. So, you know, going a little bit further, 33% of students leave school with credit card debt, at least $1,000 in credit card debt, which is kind of goes into our thing of why you need to budget, why you need to save, because otherwise you're going to leave spending more than you than you have. Yeah, and a lot of times that debt is comes from something you bought a lot earlier. So the interest accruing on that is over time. Mm-hmm. Whether that's books or you bought a TV or <laughs> you it bought... <laughs> it's, uh, you never yeah, know. It books. could be books. Yeah. I think it's probably running to one of the stores there and buying things. Nowadays, obviously, it might be Amazon. PlayStation. PlayStation. You needed that PlayStation. <laughs> you got to have that PlayStation, right? That's right. Um, we've got a few more. According to advisors, 76% of students have gone broke at some point during the college career. And 64% have run out of money before the end of the semester. Okay, now I have to admit. So my first semester, again, you're learning. You're learning how to budget. You're learning, you know, how to live on your own. I I ran out of money the first semester and had to call and say, uh, please send more money. <laughs> a little too much pizza going on there, Dusty? I don't, I don't even know. I Well, because the other thing I think is the process, it's a learning process for parents too. Like how much discretionary income is your student going to need? So Maybe it was a combination of, because I'm a pretty, I mean, you know me, I'm pretty responsible. So it was a combination of maybe I was overspending a little, but maybe my parents hadn't budgeted right. what I that they thought, you they, know, what I thought. They didn't know what it should have been, what, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Their, their expectations so, were different than the, the reality, that. right? Yeah. Well, we did go <laughs> to Ball State. I, there wasn't a lot to do there at the time. I mean, you know, you, you didn't have a nice place to go shopping at the time. Nope, so just had that, had that Muncie Mall you could go to. There you go. Here we are dating ourselves again. So it's uh, it's pretty funny, though. I mean, here's what I've got to say to the college students out there that are listening. This might happen to you. Everything we've talked about, this could be you. But if you listen to us today, you're not going to be one of those that run out of money mm-hmm. or come out with credit card debt of over $1,000. And we're going to touch on all these things a little bit today sure. to hopefully make your lives a little bit more successful while you're at school. And then wait, when you come out. You're, you're, you're not really behind the eight ball trying to get back ahead. So Yeah, right? and if you're a parent of a college-age student or somebody getting ready to go to college, this is the conversation you need to have with your kids about budgeting so that they are ready to go. That's right. When they so get there. Let's so get into it. We got seven steps. We like numbers. Seven. Today's the magic number seven. Mm-hmm. Action plan for college finances. So number one. Start tracking your spending. Okay. So when it comes to spending, make sure you're putting everything in there so... Back, I hate to keep beating the pizza horse, but if it's the pizza, maybe it's Starbucks, I, whatever food it is you're ordering and you're having delivered, you've got to track that because, like we said earlier, you're going to run out of money before the semester's up. And those other college related items as well, does he like? Like shopping or. Uh, that place in the village that you all go for beer once in a while. Oh, beer. I, yeah. I didn't do that. I I was on a tight budget. No beer right. for me back in right. the college days. Yeah. So, yeah. Our, our, our so first, how do you track your spending? Okay. So what you want to do is you want to find a way to create a budget. Okay. Now, we all have we all have things on our phone. We can find a way to budget. There's yeah. all different ones out there. Everybody loves Mint. Everybody loves Mint. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of those types of tracking. Yeah, just go free. on. Free ones. Free ones. Right. There's ones you can pay for, but I wouldn't tell you to pay mm-hmm. for one. 
Just get one, put one on your phone and use it, yeah. right? Or if you're, you know, if you're one of the kids that are really smart, you just create yourself an Excel sheet and, and do it yourself. I mean, there's all kinds of ones out there that you can look at and you can use as an example and go from there. But make sure you're tracking your money. That's where you get in trouble when you're not knowing where your money's going. Now, now you aren't going to like this word, but this takes discipline. It's just like any other skill in your life that you learn and get good at, right? It takes discipline. So you got to sit down and do it every day. Make sure you're not missing things. Right. And, you know, we don't want it to be a drag, but just be cognizant of what you're doing. Yeah. And and, and, do, and then do that. I mean, here's a great idea. Get a friend, get a buddy and do it with them. You know, make it a competition where you guys keep each other in check when mm -hmm. it comes to finances. We're all really good at finding that friend that helps us spend money. Find the friend that helps us not spend the money. Hmm. You got one of those, Dusty? Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't. No. Okay. So number two, and that gets, you know, you can't, you can't do a budget, which is number two until you know what you're spending. So once you establish a budget, there are some different techniques that you could use to make sure you're living within your means. Yeah. Right? So number two is establish that budget. Yeah. Right. And to know what you need. Uh, there's a few different ones out there. One is the envelope method. So we've talked about this when we talk about holiday spending, that you basically have a set budget for certain activities, whether that's entertainment or gas or groceries or, um, other expenses, but you've got a, a envelope of money, theoretically, that you only spend out of that bucket. And then once it's gone, you're done for the week right. or the month or whatever you put in the envelope. So if you're planning for the month or the week, whatever it is, so you would have an envelope that you put cash in. Mm -hmm. So one would be pizza, one would be coffee, one would be this or that. Now, people go, well, People don't walk around with envelopes full of money anymore, and I understand that for safety reasons, but there are apps out there you can actually do this where you can actually split your money into different, and I'm going to use the word again like you just did, different buckets or envelopes. Okay. And that way you know how much money you have put aside for dining out, how much money you have for, if it is, if you do like to shop and go out and you want to buy something, it's there. The idea of not having it set aside before you go do it, though, usually what's going to happen is you're going to overspend and you're going to run out of money before the month's up. Okay. So the second one, this 50-30-20 method, I've never heard of that. So tell us what that is. And does that apply to the envelope method or is it its own, own thing? You know, I think with all these, they can sort of be integrated with one another. 50-30-20 is really this. You're going to put 50% in needs. Okay, so okay. what would be a need? For a college student, maybe it's your cell phone bill. Okay. Maybe it's your For your books. car insurance or I mean when we went there it was we you know, we had to call home and our call our boyfriend or our girlfriend or whoever we called and we had to you, you know, just it, so dated. It yourself. was long distance, right? I did a date myself. Okay, maybe parking, parking. might be one. Yeah. Books might be one. Yeah. Okay. And if you want to call dining out a need, go ahead, I guess. Uh, the ones would be the things you just like to do. So if you're going on a road trip with your friends for the weekend, mm -hmm. that needs to be in your once bucket and right. you need to plan ahead. And I know as a college student, we don't want to plan ahead, right? but you, you've got to plan ahead with the budget. So you want to get a manicure this month? Yeah. Got to put it in the once category. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'll get a pedicure. Okay. I'm going to put that in there my once go. there, okay? And, you know, like you said about if you go down to that establishment downtown or down in the student center that's area, a that's a one, right? Yeah. And then last is the idea of 20% savings. And I know for a student that's a lot. It's hard. It's hard. But if you make sure you're adhering to that savings part, you're going to make sure you don't run out of money before yeah. the semester's up. And that's why it's important. Eventually, you might need that money for that last month of college to get through. So if mom and dad give you a hundred bucks for the month of discretionary, whatever money, 20 bucks of that should get saved. Right. Right. Yes. That's wow. That's a lot. And if you're smart, you'll save that money. And then when you get out of college, you have plenty of money saved up. 
so the third part of this budgeting is the idea of, you know. Of setting a, yourself a summer goal. So if you're going to work during the summer, make sure you're saving as much of that as possible for your school time so you don't have to work as much or or borrow And as actually, much. This, is, this is a Jamie thing. This is actually what I did in college. I did this too. I, I worked during the summer. I set a goal of how much money I needed for the year. Mm-hmm. And I needed to reach that goal. So during the summer, I made sure I worked enough to reach that goal. Goal, but at the same time, I was also I also had money that I could spend. Right. A lot of a lot of us when we're younger, what we do is we work during the summer, we spend all our money, and it's time to go back to college, and we don't have any money saved up. Which actually is going to lead us to our next part of the discussion is if you didn't do a good job budgeting during the summer, you might have to do what? What's number three, Dusty? Get a part-time job. Yeah, look at getting a part-time job. It's not going to kill you. It's going to teach you really good time management. Um, you know, look for those jobs on campus. Look for the internships. You know, Courtney. Paid internships, people. Co- yeah, Courtney came, <laughs> Courtney, CC came from actually a, a, an internship we did with the university and she does yeah. a great job. So look for that. You know, when you're doing that, check for the benefits. What are the benefits of working for that company? Make sure you're looking into that. What's the pay? I know a lot of times when you're at the university, it's probably what minimum wage is. Right. So, you know, if you're looking for that job and you're on campus and you're having trouble, I mean, the great place to go is... Is the college job boards. You know, your university definitely has one, whether it's internships or on-campus jobs. You know, if you're if you're looking to stay in the area, there's no better place. It, well, another great thing is I wasn't I didn't think about this until just now. If you're working someplace during the summer mm-hmm. and they have one of those locations at the university, look into transferring. Oh, yeah. Because you already have a relationship with that company. Mm-hmm. So whoever you're working for during the summer, say, Hey, I'm gonna be going to this university. Do you have do you have jobs there? And a lot of times the answer is yes. Yeah, and another great one besides the job boards is what? Yeah, you? stay connected to your professors. I mean, they're well connected in the community and in the university and with companies outside of that. Actually, I got my first job because a professor recommended me. So, you that's, know, stay connected, ask questions, tell people you're seeking jobs. Right. That's 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 why I gave that one to you because I figured you probably did talk to your old professor and, and was able to get that job. That's right. So there's number three. All right. So number four, begin building your emergency fund. Now let's talk about the purpose and what an emergency fund is and what the purpose is. Because even adults that we deal with at the credit union don't have this. And it's a crucial life skill. Well, the, the point is, is it's Saturday and we need beer, of course. No, that's not an emergency. <laughs> right. No, an emergency is something happens and, and you find that you're going to need the money, whether you, you know, you're your car School, breaks down. Your car breaks down. This actually happened uh, when my daughter was at the university. Her and her friend would carpool back and forth, her, mm-hmm. her roommate. And the last time they'd gone to school together, her actually roommate's car broke down. Mm-hmm. So they had to figure out a way to get that fixed. Right. We're three and a half hours away. And, you know, and they're trying to figure out a way in their budget to take care of it. So they're on YouTube trying to get the part, take care of oh all my, that. Really? really wow, yes. that's resourceful. Yeah. Eventually her dad had to go down and take <laughs> care of the car because I can't work on cars. But I mean, that was an emergency. She needed to buy the part. You know, those kinds of things happen. Hey, you know, you will go on your road trip. Yeah. You make sure you have your savings for the gasoline to get there and back, right? Right. Um, you know, and remember, all you got to do is start small. Save a little bit every week. You know, we so, said twenty percent. You know, think about that. If you're getting, if you're getting a hundred dollars a month, that's twenty dollars. Just put it aside, have it there. And if this is really about having a little money put aside in case you need it, but it's also about creating that habit of saving. Yes, in which general. we always talk about. So let's say we always tell our adults that are in our our education classes, your emergency savings should have at least a thousand dollars. Would you say the same thing for a college student? 
I think realistically that's going to be difficult for a lot of a lot of college students, and I understand that. I just really want them to get used to saving some money and not spending every dollar, mm-hmm. because what happens is they spend every dollar, and then they're going to get into that habit. The next thing they're going to go to, which we're getting ready to talk about, is they're going to do what credit. number they're five? Use credit. Yeah. Um, you know, so and that's the that's number five is determine if a credit card is right for you. Do you need an emergency line of credit? If you have an emergency fund, maybe you don't. But That's right. you also need to build credit. So, I mean, there's that balance. And maybe the other answer is this. If you don't have the emergency fund, maybe you only use the credit card for an emergency. There's a great idea. We, I know so many people that graduate from college and they come out with so much credit card debt. And we talked about $1,000. Mm-hmm. I actually had a friend that when we went to school, they had tables lined up for us to, to actually apply for credit cards. And it was, here, get a free T-shirt. Here, get a gift certificate for a free pizza. We had, they didn't ask anything else. We just filled out. We had credit cards, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I got one. Oh, I think I had two or three. And he had five. Oh my gosh. And really? I went into his dorm room and it was like he had all the newest games, gaming systems, the newest pair of Jordans. He had everything. So He's he buying everybody pizza for, you know, a couple weeks here and there. And then so he went overboard. And then eventually... Guess what came in? The bill. The bill. Right? And that's what I really want to talk to you guys about. Hey, look, you know, this might be the first bill you've really paid for in your life. You, you, and guess you, what? They expect you to pay, yeah, yeah, yeah. pay it. Yes. You know, you might have paid mom and dad for your um, insurance on your automobile, or you might have paid for your cell phone with your parents, right? But if you didn't pay mom and dad on time, mom they and dad, didn't charge you a late fee. They didn't nag you, and it didn't affect your credit score, right? Right. But when you go get these credit cards, the credit card bill comes in. This is your first real bill you've been receiving. Now, not this isn't for everybody. Some of some of you have been paying for a lot of things, but some of us, it's our first bill we've ever seen. And all of a sudden, you get that. Well, my friend, he got a, he you just threw, he threw up in the trash. Wow. <laughs> it, it took you know, it took a couple months for him to realize they were serious. Uh, <laughs> the young man, let's put it this way, he graduated with a lot more than one thousand dollars in credit card debt. And, and he had trouble getting a job, right? He did, yeah. He is his, his he was an accounting major. <laughs> and uh, let's and just guess put what? This, they check your credit when you're your an accounting credit, major. Right. They want to know you know how to manage money. Yeah, that's right. And so if you're gonna get a credit card, I think it's really important that you're looking for the right one okay. and you're using it for the right reasons. So the right one means what? Uh, you want one that's not charging you an annual fee. Right. So, you know, if you want your credit card with your team name on it, you know, you're like, I'm a Blackhawks fan. I'm probably going to pay for the Blackhawks to be on my credit card. I'm going to pay for that. Right. Right. Uh, and you want to make sure there's low rates, you know, or introductory rates, rates for mm-hmm. you as a student. There are student cards out there. So look for those and take advantage of those. Okay. So now let's say my credit limit is $1,000. How much money should I put on that card? The most you should spend on that, mm-hmm. should charge on that is $300 of the limit. See, and I didn't know this till I was an adult. It would be 30% of the limit. And that helps what? To build your credit? Yeah. If not, you're going to ruin your credit. So my friend that I was talking about maxed out all of his cards. So here he's got this credit score that's just starting. And all it does is starts going down, 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 like like he, like he took a car and just drove it off a cliff, right? So it's really important that you're trying to keep that 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 ratio at 30 to 40 percent of the line of credit so okay. and i always use a thousand dollars for a college student because it's easy number it's a thousand mm-hmm. so do, if it's 40 percent it's the max so three hundred dollars and you pay that off and then you can put another yes. 300 on it and then pay it off yeah don't ever go over the you know 30 percent thresholds really your goal try you know 40 percent pushing it 
I saw so many people, and I see I've seen this for years, where they go to college and they get a five hundred dollar credit card, and they go to outfit the room at, at at the store, and they and they max out the credit card the first time they use it. Thought they're going to pay on it monthly and they pay on time, but because they went over that that ratio, that thirty percent, their score is ruined. We we help so many young people when they get out of college because they they can't get any other loans because their score is so low. Yeah. So it's really important that you're paying attention to that. That's a great tip. So okay. remember, students, if your parents are on your account and you don't pay the bill on time, it's going to affect their credit as Ooh, well. So if you're a parent, you might want to have a little conversation with your student about that, okay. right? Yeah, makes sense. Okay, now, okay, so we're going to now talk about student loans, everybody's favorite topic, how many of us have them out there. Um, but with student loans, review your options and try to only use them truly for school costs. So what are what are really school costs? School costs is actually right. books, room and board, and... Tuition. And tuition. Mm -hmm. It's not everything else. A lot of people will use them for uh, living expenses, whatever living expenses in my air quotes are. Right. That might go back to the things we were talking about earlier as far as dining out, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. So make sure you're just using those for, for college costs. Um, true story here. Okay. I didn't get education loans when I went through school. I got, I actually had one mm -hmm. my last semester because I was tired of working three jobs. Makes now, sense. My lovely wife who is now my lovely wife, my girlfriend at the time, it's like, don't worry about it. Why do you keep working? And she kept getting student loans. Mm -hmm. So she got it for everything. And we're not talking just about the things we talked about with the tuition, the room and the board and the books. It was everything else she was doing. Right. Well, when she got out of college, she had a lot more education debt than she realized. Right. And so we were basically, she was paying on eating out from three years earlier. Yeah, not not great. Not the great. Not, not the what best you want idea. to do. Right. Yeah, no, we same thing. And the rule of thumb is really to try to load limit your total debt to one year's expected future salary. Yeah, and let's let's talk about that real quick. So, if you're going to be an educator, which I was at one time, a teacher, you know, you don't want to have to go to school for six years to get your degree in teaching. That's a little too long, right? Right. Well, I mean, then that goes back to try to just stay in school as long as you have to, not extend your time at school right right uh, and, you know if you're if you're going to be a doctor you're going to have a lot more debt but you're going to make a lot more money mm -hmm. so make sure you're, you're you're sticking to that um you know maybe sit down with your financial aid advisor and go through this make sure you have that career set up that they're actually hiring when you get out yeah yeah um well, no, I have a I have a cousin who, you know, she loved history. She went to school for history. And when she got out, she couldn't find a job in anything history related. I mean, make sure you're going to school for something that you can afford. Make sure that your student debt is something that's within the manageable of what your salary is going to be when you get out. Those are all things to take into consideration when you're considering your career path. And I was lucky the fact that I didn't take out the loans, but I was also the guy that Went to school for longer than four years. Mm -hmm. As I was finding myself I'm a high for that. Achiever, Jamie. I was at three and a half. Three and a half. I, I, <laughs> I was looking for myself, trying to find myself, uh -huh. which, you know, because I am old, that wasn't real expensive back then. It is now. But today, yeah. it's very expensive. So make sure you've got that path and you're, you know where you're going. And hey, it's okay to take a time out and say, you know what? Maybe I need a semester off if I'm not sure what I want to do, as opposed to just paying and going. Yeah, that's true. And then lastly, you know, be smart, work hard, search for scholarships, grants, and work study programs that can help you pay for school along the way. Bring bring this back home. Bring this back home. I keep asking my daughter, applied for your scholarship yet this year? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to. 
get on it, get on it now. Be the one to be the early bird catches the worm, right? Yeah. You know, I have a daughter who's getting ready to go into high school and all of our guidance counselor um, conversations right now are about the early college program, which basically gives you an associate's degree before you go into a four-year college or, you know, taking that honors diploma, which gives you all the AP credits so that you can, but all of those things help you graduate sooner mm-hmm. and, and, and hopefully save your budget save your, in the future. Saves you money, right? Saves, right. You, saves you money on your student loans. And it's really important when you do do those things in high school, you make sure when you get to college that you use them and make sure they transfer over. Yeah. And you might have to have that conversation and make sure you fight that battle and get that because you're going to save yourself a lot of money if you don't have to pay for a mm-hmm. couple extra classes, right? Right. And what's number seven? Insurance. So this is an interesting <laughs> one because this, as, as a college student, I didn't have this cost myself. But- As we saw, 50% of students are on their own with their financial independence and 50% rely on mom and dad. So you may be on either side of this. Right. Uh, So, you know, when it comes to insurance, you're thinking about what's he talking about insurance or what's she talking about insurance? You know, one is your automobile insurance. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're paying your own auto insurance, you know, make sure you're shopping for the best rate out there, believe it or not. Um, Now, can college students really like negotiate insurance? Well, they can't negotiate, but they can they can go online and they can find the best deal, find the best deal. Right. Uh, Also, be a good student, because even when you're in college, you still get a good student discount. That is true. I do remember that. I actually just got the paperwork saying I have to re up my students. Good student discount or I'm going to lose that discount. So we actually have to take care of that. So if I have an apartment, renter's insurance. Yes. If you have an apartment, make sure you have renter's insurance. Yeah. Whether you're paying for the apartment or your parents are paying for the apartment, make sure somebody has renter's insurance on that. Not only that, I would make sure all of the people you live with in that apartment also have renter's insurance. It's not that much. It's about $15 a month. Yeah. And I actually had a friend who their apartment got their apartment got broken into and like wiped out everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they had cash, they had, you know, nice, nice electronics, all that. So renter's insurance would have covered that. Everything but the cash. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, why you don't keep cash But they in didn't the have that. So, yep. you know, you can really hurt yourself there. Yeah. And, and, and one more is actually, believe it or not, is health insurance. Uh, most, most of, most students are probably still on their parents. Right. But make sure you know what what the health plan is at school for the students as well, because most universities offer that as well. They have a clinic where you can go and, and be seen. Right. It's There's the, a doctor's office there right. you can, for whatever you need. And a lot of those services are free or right. look, very deeply discounted. And if your parents have an HSA and you... They're going to allow you to have access to that. You could be an authorized user on that card. Be an authorized user. My daughter yeah. has an HSA card. So when she was away at the university, she needed to go to the clinic. She could pay for it with the card. And it, if you are on your parents' health plan and they have a health savings account, make sure you get that health savings account card when you go away to the university so you can use that for expenses. Yeah. Uh, you, if you have to go and get a prescription, you can actually use that health savings card. You know, no matter what anyone says, being a college student isn't easy. It's a big step and process in, in becoming an adult. And um, But if you take anything away from what we're telling you, just remember to, to enjoy the years you have in college, but responsibly, right? Responsibly. And you can have fun. Go have fun. But make sure you're working on that budget. You're not coming out broke. We see so many young people that come out of college and they struggle to get that first job. It's going to take a while. Number one, you're going to get you have to get used to actually coming out of the university and 
life's a little different that first six months because you've been in this university bubble. environment. It's a bubble, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun bubble. It's a great bubble. And there's a lot of fun and there's a lot of ways to spend money. And when you get out, you, you know, all of a sudden now you're the adult, which you were in the university, but it's a different type of adulthood. Yeah. And you've got to make sure you've got everything set up so that you're ready for financial success. Because when you get that first paying job, it's going to look like a lot of money, right? Right. And I would say celebrate your successes when you get that first job, but also let yourself fail and be okay with that because that's that's a part of learning. That's a part of your student experience is is learning from your mistakes. Right. And that's that's it's better to learn from the mistakes when you're young than when you're older. Yes. So we would be remiss not to talk about the fact that we offer a student account. If you are a student, you can get a free account. Um, it has lots of cool benefits, including rewards for savings and good grades, which are two things that we talked about in this podcast. So if you're a college student and you're looking for your first bank account and you want to learn how to manage it responsibly, you should check out our account. Right? Yeah, go to our website, fcfcu.com. Mm-hmm. Carpe Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union and is produced by Jamie Davidson, Dusty Simmons, and Courtney Cooper. Financial Center is a six-time national award winner in the category of adult financial literacy, and our goal is to... Help improve your financial life. <laughs> to learn more, visit fcfcu.com. And if you like what you hear, where can they find us, Jamie? Uh, you can go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or the All Indiana Podcast Network. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone.